So what's the plan for today? Is going to be the wondrous stories of. Uh, well, you're gonna you're gonna lead anyway. So you're the, you're the journalist, and I'll be asking questions of, we, of each other. We're just having a chat, right? Yeah. Today's episode is you know the United is really about United and football. So I guess I'll kick it off officially. Okay. Hello and welcome back to the LA Uncensored podcast. I'm here with Uncle Leslie. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a good week for both of us. United's had some nice wins. Yeah. Tottenham had their win today. Yeah, same about Harry missing a penalty, but hey, that would have been a nice hat-trick. That would have been a good start. I don't, yeah, I won't put it down to Harry missing a penalty. I would say it's more, you know, the United product in Dean Henderson stepping up and proving, you know, proving himself. Well, I, that's what United is about. Well, I think you could be right that United producing things and then people players wanted to leave to go to better teams so for better opportunities. <laughs> so that fits in quite nicely with that whole conversation today, I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so what do you think? I would start by asking you because I know I've got a lot of thoughts about this. <laughs> but, <laughs> what do you think about United's past two games, the Liverpool and Southampton? I saw the Liverpool game. And I was really, really impressed because for the first time, they actually showed up. They were hunting. The players were actually hunting in packs. They were hunting twos and threes. They were not letting Liverpool settle on anything at all. That, to me, that's the best I've seen United play for a long, long time. And they showed a hunger and a willingness to win. So I was very impressed. Yesterday's game, they were lucky, but they still, I mean, to be honest, they shouldn't have won that game. The other, the opposition. They, but again, it's it's about winning when you're not playing well. They they stuck it in. I think back end of last season they would have lost that game, but they stuck in there and they won the game. So I think Ten Hag is. It's clearly he's he's in a difficult position because there's a lot of players who I think at United who think they're bigger than the club, or they've got to United and they think they're a, they've arrived and therefore they've lost their desire to to be more successful but I think the last game the game against Liverpool they were great and the sheer fact that Liverpool bounced back and thrashed Bournemouth 9-0 yesterday is like that's another story again but uh, they played United played well very impressed I was very impressed by Rashford Martinez I thought had a great game at the back that as a team they, they were very 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 good you know what impressed me as well that when, when they that. scored the second goal, right, who jumped up and ran to the to run to all the players? Cristiano, was it? Ronaldo! Yeah. Ronaldo was there leading the cheering. So that's that's a really good sign. I was I was very impressed because, you know, there's something, there's a need for a revolution at that club. But it's, that's my view. So you tell me, what, how do you think they played the last two games? You know what? My downstairs neighbours probably don't like me anymore after Monday's game. I kid you not, I was shouting, jumping, clapping, everything. I, I might as well have been in the stadium. Like, that's all yeah. it was. It's, you know, when the team has played so poorly for so mm. long, you know, you just, you just lose your spirit, really, when you watch them. Mm. And I think the biggest thing about the game against Liverpool is they did all that we've asked them to do. And that's they showed some effort. 
they showed fight. Yeah. You know, every single... Um, I mean, do you, there was this point at the start of the game where Martinez was bodying Salah. And then a few minutes later, you know, he was going shoulder to shoulder with Milner as James Milner again. Yeah. And each of these points just drove the crowd into a frenzy. It kept the atmosphere going. And that's the kind of thing we've needed for so long. Agreed. When you have Dalo fighting up, going up against Luis Diaz, not giving him an inch. Malasia had Salah in his back pocket all game. That's the kind of player you want to see at United. The ones that they don't care who you are. They don't care what your status Absolutely. is. Absolutely. They're going to fight for the team. They're going to fight for that badge. And that's what we saw Monday. Bruno Fernandes, since he signed, he was great when he first signed. He was, you know, scoring, assisting, everything. That's the best game he's had in about 18 months. He didn't mm. contribute. He didn't, you know, score or assist. But his all-round game, he was tracking back. He was, you know, winning headers in the box. Everything. It's just, that's that's all we've wanted from the team. Showing up to games, you know, giving 100% effort. And you're right about yesterday's game. We weren't as good. But, again, like you said, United last season, United two seasons ago, we would have lost that game or at the very least drawn yeah. it. Agreed. The fact that we held on to win. And you know what? There were some nervy moments. But at the same time, there was, you know, a weird peace of mind knowing that just the feeling that we wouldn't really concede. And I go mm. back to the Liverpool game on that with that same talking about this same mentality. When we were two one down two one up, sorry. There was, you know, that's when nerves are frayed. You're expecting, right, Liverpool are going to start getting chances here. Mm. We looked more likely to score a third than they did an equaliser. And I think... I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think that that's really what I like about Ten Hag is that he seems already to be letting these guys know there's no escaping it. You just got to work hard. You hear reports of Brentford game. They outrun us by 13, 14 kilometers. And the next day, he mm. brought all the players into training. And he made each of them run run that distance. And you just think, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what these guys needed. Mm. I think there was a point in the Liverpool game about 17 minutes in. And... It was some. There was a start that showed, and it was something stupid. It was like United had a hundred and five sprints to Liverpool 60, 70. Mm. This is the Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp, who's known for running and playing hard, and that encapsulated everything with us for the past few years, really. Mm. I think it's. I was going to say to you, what's interesting is because. In one sense, they, they finally turned up. And, it, and of course, if you can't turn up against Liverpool, who, who, who are your biggest rivals, let's, get, let's be clear. Historically, Liverpool are your big rivals. And if you couldn't turn up for that match, then really there would have been a big issue with those players. Uh, I think in many ways, let's hope it's a turning point. I think the manager, by not playing Ronaldo, is, did the right thing. Maguire, not playing, did the right thing. I think what was interesting for me is Martial when he came on. Martial was running. Martial was running. So you had other players wanting to get onto the pitch, wanting to play and wanting to work hard. Now, and I think 
there is a my concern for United, and it's and I'm sure we're going to drift into this as we talk talk more. But the issues for United have historically been is that you know when Alex Ferguson left, there was always going to be a drop down. You know, always going to be a drop down. And the, the issue has been that they've not been able to recreate the culture that was required of a club like United. That that's just disappeared. And in, and in many ways, that you could say that's Ferguson's fault because he didn't create uh, the right players underneath him to take over from him. I mean, I know he wanted uh, Moyes to be, his, to be his successor, but I think there's bits and places in there. I think he could have brought somebody in earlier to have people coming along to take over more in the club, keeping the whole infrastructure. I mean, United, I mean... You, you talked about it in terms of that lucky keeper who saved that lucky penalty today against us. But historically, you know, you're right. You've produced lots of good young players. Players want to go and play for United, want to play for their youth team. And they've had a very strong, successful youth team. And yet, nobody's really come through from that. I mean, it, in a sense, defenders have not come through from that team. We've had a couple of really good strikers, you know, the Rashfords and people like that. But there's, there's been a lack of defensive players with the right mentality who can maintain what I would call, you know, the, the United way of thinking. You know, the, the Nevilles when they were there, you know, that, that Nicky Butt, that whole, there was a whole ethos. And in one sense, it's interesting because with, with Salford, the team they've all bought, you know, and they've tried to recreate that Manchester ethos, the United ethos in the Salford team, which are coming up through the non-leagues now. So I think that's what's been missing. They need to keep. They need to stick with the manager, who's actually going to recreate because the, the right culture. The right culture then will bring in the right players because you've got the money. You know, people have a go at the Glaziers, but let's get real. The Glaziers have money. They've been successful in, in America, in in the states, in terms of what they do, in terms of pro sports. So they can, they understand how to try and put the right people in place. So I think there's more to it. So therefore, it's the people they've got in running the club who have not been consistent in trying to recreate the right atmosphere to get a successful team. And that, to me, is... And part of that stems from you need to stick with your manager, you know, through thick and thin. Remember you remember when Ferguson went there? Ferguson's first season and a half, he was rubbish. Yeah. You know, you're almost, like, almost going to get relegated at one time. Right? I mean, you were struggling big time, but you stuck with him and look how successful you've been. So if you find the right manager, stick with him. doesn't matter if you have a little difficult time. I mean, it's like for Tottenham. We've, you know, we should have stuck with Pochettino. I mean, I'm a massive Poch fan. But, you know, but for you guys, you, and I think we're lucky now that we've managed to find a new coach who will turn, turn around and give us the right mentality on the pitch but also set the right mentality off the pitch. And you've said it already, you know, when he got the players in after the game, after the Brentford game, he made them do that extra running. That's what's required. The coach is bigger than the players. You know, you don't, you don't let them get off softly. You make them work hard. That's, that's, that's my thinking. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think one of the bigger issues has been the divide between manager and board past few years. Mm. For example, we look at Van, Ga- Van Hal. I mean, he was past his, he's past his time, let's be honest. <laughs> he brought in his players 
I don't know. It seems like some of the coaches we've had have been more focused on bringing in their own style of play than bringing in a culture. I think Mourinho tried a little bit to do that, you know, to bring in his hardline us against the world culture. But the club never really mm. backed him on that. Um, you mentioned mm. Martial. There was a point where Mourinho wanted to sell him because he just felt Martial didn't have mm. the right mentality. He said it about Shaw. He said it about several other players. And, you know, the club said, enough is enough. We're going to get rid of you. Now, I understand why they did that because his personality was quite grating and it was demoralizing to the squad. But you could see what he was Mm. trying to do. He was trying to build up an ethos in those players and they just weren't responding right. Mm. When you look at it, he wasn't back in transfer window as he would have wanted. Um, He wanted to get Maguire before we got him. It would have been about £20 million cheaper. And the club refused. Mm. He wanted to get rid of Martial and bring in Perisic now. The club refused, gave Martial a new contract. And at the end of the day, Mourinho left. Because, well, he was sacked because the team wasn't getting the right results. Mm. And you think about it and you go, well, you didn't give him the players he wanted. Of course, he's not going to get the results. Mm. It's all very messy, really. Yeah, players aren't stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did hit it spot on. You said giving the right manager time. It's kind of with the signings we've made as well. It seems like there's more of a focus on getting the big names in than actually looking around mm. at what is needed at the club. Like I said, we've gone for Van Gaal. We've gone for Mourinho. Ole was, was a very popular managerial appointment because of who he was as a player. But was that really needed? Well, I, I would say that Ole, you, he was meant to be a part-time yeah. coach. He was only there to run you to the end of the season. But he was so successful, they couldn't get rid of him. I don't think, again, the club ever really planned to keep him. And they were just waiting for him to fail so they could get rid of him. Which is so that he never, they never really backed him. It was always, when's he going to go? When's he going to go? You know, it was never like, he's our, long t- he's our long-term manager. You know, they didn't sort of, I didn't get read between the lines that it was like, okay, let's keep him to the end of the season. Then, okay, you played incredibly well. <clears throat> and then, okay, let's, let's keep you as the manager. But it, there was never that to me long-term commitment that's required. I think that you, you've always United have got this picture in their heads is that we're the, one of the big clubs of the world, and therefore we need big-time managers. As opposed to you don't need big-time managers at all. You need the right manager who can give install the, the style of football that you want to play over a number of years, and and because you're Man United, people will want to come and play for you. That's what's that's what needs to happen. You see it with Barcelona. You see it with Real Madrid. I mean, Barcelona were rubbish really last year, and yet people still want to go and play for Barcelona. The year before that, yeah. So it's if you, I think in my head is that to be successful, it's not just about we're the big name. It's having the again the right coach, the right team approach. Where the team is, where team is the most important thing. That old cliche, there's no I in team, yeah. right? But so, th- and that's important. You've got to be. If you've got egos which are too big, they, you know they ain't going to help you win. They, they ain't going to work that extra sprint, which is going to block a shot. 
which is going to get to the far post to do that simple tapping. That extra bit of sprinting that's required, that's, that's the key. You know, so I, I'm with you. you know, I'm with you completely on this. Yeah. I... I'm surprised we're agreeing. I'm surprised we're agreeing. We're shouting at each yeah. other, man. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get there with Spurs, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've been looking at it and I've just, you look at the current squad, it's not perfect by any means. And you can already start to see positions where, you know, we've addressed like left back with Malasia because I looked at Luke Shaw last season. I just thought, what is this man? It seems like every time he has a really good season, he comes back. It's like he celebrates it too much because he comes back. He doesn't look as fit. looks a bit out of shape. And then he yeah, plays he, poorly. He looks out of shape, doesn't he? And it's just, there's no consistency to him. With Maguire, I, mm. you know, from the very start, I was against this signing. I was like, this is a very Liverpool sign Van Dijk for big money. We need to sign another centre-back big money, you know, to look like the leader of our team. You watch him at Leicester, he wasn't actually the best centre-back at Leicester. You know, he was playing with Jenny Evans, who was playing better than him. And it, it was like, well, what are you doing? You're just trying to copy other clubs now. And, you know, we've addressed that with Lissandro. He's left-footed as well. And you know how Dutch managers, they love left-footed left centre-backs. Left-footed, yeah. And I can see why. Yeah. There are some passes in past few games I've seen Lissandro Martinez play. And I'm thinking, a right-footed guy isn't going to make that pass. Mm. And it makes such a huge difference. You know what? The Casemiro signing... It's big money. He's about 30, 31. It's not the best, but in terms of what we need now, he's going to bring some steel to that midfield. McTominay and Fred can provide. You know, he's a five times Champions League winner. It's going to bring that mentality as well. The, ju- nah, the jury's out for me in a player like that. I think when you, if you play at clubs like Madrid and Barcelona, you play four or five big games a year in your yeah. league. Right, when you play in the Premiership, you're playing nearly every week a big game. So therefore, players like him have to be... Uh, the jury's out for me because the players like that have to perform every week. Okay, they can't take games off when they're playing. Now, let's see. He's a defensive holding midfield player. He, he, should, he can provide the steal. He's definitely better than McTominay. And Fred's not a defensive midfield player. I think that's for the problems you had in the first couple of games, you know, because really Fred wants to get forward. That's his, that's what he wants to do. Uh, and that's, and that's what originally you bought him for. But uh, yeah, an interesting purchase. I think probably you could have bought somebody a lot cheaper. You could have done an equal job. I mean, to me, the, the guy, the guy at Leicester City, the Belgian player, yeah, I forgot his name. Tillens, perfect for you guys. He's actually, def- he can play the defensive holding position and he gets forward. He'd have been a lot cheaper, and a lot. He's a lot younger. You know that to me. Yeah. He's, he's still he's still there. He's still available to be bought. That, that but I mean, there's no point buying him now because you've got those sets of players already. Now you bought him, but he has that defensive quality which I like. Plus, he can break and still get forward. Yeah. You know, I, I, which is, but he's happy to play. He's happy to play that holding role as well as that. You know, and, he, and he's got an eye for a pass. So um, let's see how it works out. I think 
buying players from Barcelona and places like that to me, these guys, I think they've done it all. They're big time players. And that, to me, that's the problem I think you've got with United. You've got players who think they've been there, done it all, and they're coming down a step. You don't want players like that. You want players who think, crikey, I want to go up a step. And that, to me, is my concern for, for a player like him. Yeah. Well, I was thinking we could still use a midfielder, you know. I, and I was talking to my friend today <sighs> after the Wolves-Newcastle game. Ruben Neves mm. would be a brilliant buy for us, in my opinion. Yeah. Can do everything you need. Can play holding. Can shuttle back and forth. Brilliant technical player. You know, his range of passing means yeah. that someone like Christian Eriksen, someone like Bruno Fernandes, those guys can play a lot higher up the pitch as well because they've got Ruben Neves to keep mm. control of the game. But I think right now, the biggest positional need we have is at striker, centre forward, because Martial's injured again. Cristiano, right. as good as he is, he's 37. And more importantly, he doesn't, he's not really going to get involved in that dirty work, you know, pressing, holding no. the ball up, doing all that. That's not him. That's never been him. The chasing. The chasing. Yeah. That's no. never been him. He's always been more about conserving my energy. And that's exactly what Ten Hag said after the Liverpool game. The strikers need to learn. They need to realise they have to do it for the team. It's all you defend yeah. from the front. He also mentioned specifically, I don't want a situation where these strikers think they should conserve that energy for just the attacking phase. Immediately he said that, I thought that's aimed at Cristiano. Remember when he was first at United? First time he was at United. That was who he was. Because he had Wayne Rooney Ugh. doing the dirty work. People thought, oh, what happened to Rooney? Why didn't he become like Ronaldo? Scored more goals, yeah. yeah. It's because he was doing the dirty work so Ronaldo could focus on the attacking side. Yeah. that's You've got to have that team structure if you want to have Ronaldo up top. And we don't have that. And I would suggest one guy, I think, we should go ahead and buy. Are you ready for this? Who's that? I think we should go for go Ivan Tony from Brentford. Ah, interesting. He's quick. Mm-hmm. He runs. He works mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, he's not. That's not a bad Four, solution. Up. And I think you're probably getting for a good yeah. price. I think you're getting for a good price million, as well. I think forty million. You could get him. Yeah, that's yeah. a brilliant buy, in my opinion. I think him for less. I think him for less. He's. No, I think you he's could got be right. Premier League experience. He's a goal scorer, but he's going to hold the ball up. He's going to do dirty work, and regards to his technical ability, I think he's underrated. It's really that United Brentford game. He showed he's got a lot of technical ability to him. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he bossed you about, yeah. man. He bossed really you did. about. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think. When when Ronaldo came went back to play for United, I, I was talking to some friends and I thought it was a good move because from my perspective, I thought what what United didn't have was the right kind of culture of winning, of what you need to do to be a successful team. And I think having Ronaldo in the dressing room, I thought would actually boost the other players to actually think, man, this is how we've got to do it because he trains hard, he works hard at what he does. 
But I think, but he, but he's a striker who needs to be fed. That's the thing about about Cristiano Ronaldo. And if you don't have the right players around him, he ain't going to work hard for you. And that's, and I agree with you. I think, I think Ronaldo, he may have helped with the culture before in terms of the dressing room, but I don't think he plays the kind of football that Ten Hag and even anybody else wants to play anymore. I mean, I don't know where he's going to go. I mean, there's reports that he wants to go to Napoli or some people like this, but I don't, I don't, his game is, I love, I love Ronaldo. I think if you play for the right team, if you've got a team that is really defensive, uh, adjust and has got defensive players, I want to play like a, basically a 3-5-2-1, 3-5, yeah, a 3-4-2, yeah. a 3-4-2 system <laughs> with him at the top. I think that works. That's the kind of thing he wants. He wants people to do all the work for him right across the middle, probably two, two attacking, like number, number 10, number eight kind of players with him leading the front where they're doing all the work and he might just be a run 45 degree angles, but that's all he's running. And then, but he's moving forward. That's his kind of role. I think he works. Ten Hag system, he's not going to be a great, he's not going to work yeah. for him. He can come on for 15, 20 minutes and that will be it. He did. He did have that unit though, with Morata doing all that dirty work for him. But I think that avenue is shut now. Yeah, I think it's gone. I agree with you. I think his days at United are clean numbered and he knows it. I mean, I know he wants to go and play Champions League football, but irrespective of that, the style of play from Ten Hag is not for him. Mm. He's good. He wants his, he's going to want Ronaldo to run more. And he's, you've already hinted. He's already hinted at it, you know, unless you prefer to come back and defend and work on the defensive end of your game, he's not interested. Yeah. You know, so I, I think you're right. He's, he's, he's gone. He's go- but tell me, what about Ericsson, man? Why did you buy, buy Ericsson? I, I've got to be honest with you. I mean, as a Tottenham player, as a Tottenham fan, he was great. But why did you buy Ericsson? I think he's... What's he, what's he going to offer you guys? I think he's really good. Um... He's really good on boys. He offers, you know, creativity. He offers us a midfielder who can actually control the game. I think first half against Southampton, he was really good at that. Because, you know, you look at midfield options. McTominay and Fred, we all know that story. Those guys aren't technically gifted enough to do that. Um, Donny van der Beek, I don't know. Managers don't seem to want to give him a chance. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes is a really good player. On his day, he's brilliant. But he's not going to control the game for you. He's always thinking about... Do you not think no, so? No, I think he's more of a... I have the ball. Player wants to... Can I drive with it? Can I play one two and get forward? Or is there a runner I can play the ball to? He's not thinking about... We need to calm down and just keep the ball. We need to do that. He's not that kind of guy. I don't think he is. I think he's very. His mind is very attack, attack, attack. There's no controlling okay. tempo, and I think that's what Ericsson does really well. He he knows when to slow the pace down. He knows when to speed it up, and of course, going forward, he is well. He's no longer one of the best in the world, but he's still very good at it, and I think that's what. And on a free signing as well, you know, you've got to take the risk. You just try it out. I, 
Uh, yeah, okay, it's, it's clear as a free side. Because my personal view is I think Bruno Fernandes could play the same role. Uh, okay, I take what you say in terms of the, can he hold the ball better than he does because he's always looking to go. Okay, but that's something he could learn. But I, I, to me, I think Christian Eriksen is a waste of, is a waste of a, a don't get me wrong, I think he's great. I, I love him to death. He's, you know, he's an ex-Tottenham player. But I think he, purely for you, as a United, where you're going in terms of culture, in terms of getting players who can run and need to work hard in both sides. Of the, in both sides. Christian, I mean, even, even on his day when he played for us, running was never one of his major strengths, you know, especially from a defensive perspective. He had other players around who did that, some of that work. I think you need a, a little bit more than Ericsson can give you, is in my opinion. That is true. I agree with that. Um, I'm just saying, you know, on a free transfer, you pick him up and you try and find you, why you keep looking for that player who will do that, who will do all that running. But I think he's... But the question I'd ask you... Let me ask yeah. you one more question, sorry, related to that. And then you can answer the both together. Do you think that Christian Eriksson was a Ten Hag purchase? I think he was. I genuinely think he was. Um, I tell you why. Don't forget, Ericsson comes from the Ajax system. That's where he started out. Before he joined yeah. Brentford last season in January, he was training with the Ajax team under Ten Hag. So I think Ten Hag knows him, and I think Ten Hag was happy for him to be in the squad. And if he wasn't, Okay, because he was training at Spurs yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah, and if he wasn't, don't forget the key thing here. He won't be starting all these games. I think Ten Hag liked him and thought, yeah. he's better than the options we have. On a free signing, we'll take a flyer and just have him just in case we don't get... You know, he wanted Frankie de Jong and that hasn't worked out. And I think that might have been yeah. his thinking. Get Ericsson. But we keep going for De Jong. And if we don't get De Jong, Ericsson's already there. a backup. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't think, with the best one in the world, that the kind of pace that you guys want to play at conti- consistently, I don't think Christian can handle it anymore. Um, yeah, especially in the Premiership. I think, yeah, from a... I think from a, We'll see. I, I'm, I'd be surprised... Pleasantly surprised because I think it'd be fantastic if mm. he does, but I'm probably a bit more cautious. I don't think he's that kind of player. I think we may say, well, let me, just, let me bite my tongue. We'll have this conversation again. And you've heard I understand my view. where it comes from. I think he's best suited to games where you know teams are likely to sit back against us. I think that's where he'll come into Correct. his own. Yeah, absolutely. But he did do one against Liverpool. Agree with that. So. You know, you hope. You can only hope. Yeah, that's it. It's the big games. Like you say, it's how he plays in the big games. That's going to be the key. You know, when you... So let's see how it goes from there. No, okay. I, I'm, I'm pleased for you as a United fan that the... What did you think of that little uh, cut, that little caption I sent to you about the, uh, about the, kid, in, about the kid in court? Oh. On WhatsApp. Listen. Let me find that again because I'm going to be honest with you. Before the Liverpool game, I was getting a lot of hits from everyone I know. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I have a lot of hits to go through to find this one. 
Okay, so that's just it's just one of many, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, you should you should share the other ones with me, uh, so I can enjoy taking the mick out of you with regard to what's going on. You know what? You know the funny thing though, after the Liverpool game, after the Southampton mm. game, it seems everyone's gone quiet. So I'm just wondering where all of you are again. You know, you've all gone quiet. I'm no, here. You're here. Yeah. I'm okay. here. We'll see. <laughs> I ain't going we'll away. We'll see what happens. End of season. We'll see who's still around. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Well, now, listen. My, I got to tell you, as a Tottenham fan, my biggest fear is is the way Arsenal are playing. Because <laughs> I wanted us to buy Gabriel Jesus. I wanted. I thought, you know, I thought we'd sell Harry Kane and go get Gabriel Jesus. I thought that would have been great with Gabriel Jesus. But hey ho. No. But uh, I did mention man, that idea to some story. friends of mine, and they were like, "No, he's not going to fit Ten Hag's system." I was like. He he runs. He's gonna do a dirty work. He runs. He's a fantastic talent. Absolutely. You never know. Just take a forty-five million. I will take a flyer. But you know, there's also the city to United thing. You you just don't want to mess with that bit. Yeah, yeah, get it. Yeah, I mean, who's the last player that went from United to City direct and vice oh, versa? Was it Dennis Law? Tevez. Was it talk of Tevez? We're talking about Tevez, yeah. yeah. That, so it's like Tevez, Dennis Law, that kind of Pesh, thing. You're going Pesh, back. Pesh, Michael. Yeah, Sorry, no, Peter Schmeichel. Did he go direct? Well, he didn't go directly, but he did end up at City. And I remember that nah, first yeah, game back at United. I remember Gary Neville and Court didn't talk to him. Turn out anything. Didn't give him any, <laughs> didn't acknowledge him. Nothing. And we all know what happened with Tevez. That was very, a very toxic thing. Yeah. Very toxic situation. So... You know, you just you don't want to cross that. Tevez is a different story. Yeah, Tevez should have stayed at West Ham. If you've got to remember, Tevez went to West Ham, and then you know the whole thing is that's another. That's a story to talk about. Strange how agents manipulate football, and how they bring people in from South America, and how they end up here in Britain at that time. But that's much more difficult to do now. But Tevez was definitely one of that. Those strange little captions. Anyway, no, I'm okay. Okay. Speaking of... Well, we've, we've been going for a while yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I just, speaking of signings, since we're on like, transfers, I just want to ask you one last question. Okay. What do you think of Tottenham's transfer window? Uh, Richardson, I think... Conte has a style yeah. of play, and he wants players to fit into it. And he's very clear on what he wants. Um. And also, if you play for Tottenham, that doesn't mean you're going to play every game. And it also means you may be coming off the bench. He's almost got an attitude of like, okay, I've got, I've got 11 players on the pitch and at any time I need to have players to give me options to come off. So his, his, to me, his, the players he's bought have fitted in with that pattern. Uh, I like what he's doing. I, I, I mean, when I come back to the UK, I've got to go and get a game in and uh, see what I can do there. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, from what I've seen on TV, I like the way we're playing. Um, I don't think we're necessarily playing brilliant football. I think the game against Chelsea, Chelsea were better than us. Let's be real. Uh, but I love the way we dug in. I love the way we dug in. Uh, and, you know, the last two or three minutes, we just we were just going at them. You know, like we could sense that they couldn't cope. We could, 
they'd lost that, you know, football is a game of momentum, like most sports, there's a momentum in sport. And there was a point where the momentum went with us and we were ruthless during that moment, which was how we got the mm -hmm. equaliser. But we weren't really in that game. I mean, it's a bit like you against, you know, you guys on Monday. To be honest, the first bit, Liverpool dominated, and then you just ran them ragged. You just yeah. ran them ragged. You, the momentum was with you. And then they came back a little bit in the second half, uh, but you still, but you just dogged it. And that's to me is, you know, is a quality, it's a sign to me of a quality yeah. team. When you're not playing well, you, you dig in and you dog it out. So, so for us at Tottenham, I think I like what we're doing. Uh, the most amazing thing for us is Harry Kane never scores in August, right? <laughs> Up till now, I think he's, in all the time he's, he's played, I think he scored one goal in August. And he's already scored four goals in August this break, year. Which is, so therefore... Didn't he break that a couple of years ago? Though? Yeah, he scored oh. one goal. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that's it. So I'm saying to you, we... we you know, so for us, for him to have scored as many goals as he's already scored so far this year in August, it's mm. phenomenal. It's actually phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite happy with the way we're playing. Um, I think I like Emerson at right back. He's playing to me. He's looking good. I think Davis. What would surprise me is I thought we'd have got rid of Dyer by now because I thought, uh, and I thought Davis might have gone. But the the yeah, the ball is he's Conte's got them playing together, which is you know the way that Poch used to get us yeah. playing together. You know, I, I I just I just like the way we're playing, and midfield's good. You know, we've got some the players have come in. Uh, you know, I've been very very good. So I, I'm just I'm happy with Boris. We we can talk about Spurs properly another yeah. time. And we can talk about some of the players who I think, how we're playing, what they need to do. You know, I'm happy to have that as a conversation. And then you can rib me about my team. But I have to tell you here and now, I'm, 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 I think you've got the makings now. You've, you know, the first two games, I, in one sense, I think you needed those first two games because I think people suddenly realise, well, why are you not playing? You know, you, you're not playing very well, but, you know, we're not playing Maguire, we're not playing... Ronaldo, we're not playing the big players, and all of a sudden you don't play the big players, and you play great football. Yeah, which is all you want. Well, yeah. Sorry if it seems like I'm a bit distracted. By the way, I'm just reading some interesting breaking news. Oh, what's going Paul on? Pogba has told his has told police that his brother Matthias is part of a 13 million euro blackmail attempt, and his brother released a video earlier today on social media um, promising that he would expose, he reveal some explosive information about Paul Pogba and Kylian Mbappe. Correct. Ah. Well, that's going to be yeah. interesting. Okay. Let's, let's watch this space. Yeah. Definitely going to be following that. There's, well, I think this whole thing with uh, Mendy, at uh, Man City, it's back to what I think there, there is footballers without wishing to be rude about them, but some of them aren't necessarily the brightest players oh. around. But you know, once you earn loads of money, you sometimes think you're you're invincible. Mm. 
and therefore you start to behave in a way that reflects that. Yeah. Which is very sad. Yeah. So well, let's 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 wait to see the next revelations, and we can have a, we can talk about that. The 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 influence of what I would call the certain players in all you've seen it. You know, NBA basketball is my big thing, but uh, you see it more and more where players have. You need something special, different to get to make you a top yeah. player. But sometimes that thing that makes you slightly different, you know, the arrogance that makes you become that top player is can actually lead you to think that it can actually spill off, off the court into life. Sure. And that arrogance sometimes is a, will, will bring you down. Will bring you yeah. down. Yeah, you've seen it right now with the scenarios with your ex-player, mm. um, the ex, you know, the ex-world's manager, I won't use his name, but which is sad. Fabulous player. I don't, I don't know how that court case is going to go, so we can't talk about yeah. it. But you know, great, great talent. But these things can lead you into these kind of situations where things can happen. It's going to be interesting to see. That's best we can see. It's going to be very interesting yeah. to see what happens with this case. Okay. As always, good to talk you to you, too, man. You too, Uncle Leslie. You too. And I'll tell you what. And uh, just before we start with and everything, we've got a few requests to come on here onto the podcast. So, you know, yeah, really? keep an ear out. We might be having some more guests in the future. That's good. That's well, we won't be so un- we won't be so confidential then. <laughs> yeah. We're going public. Okay, right? I look forward to that. We're going yeah, public. We hey! It's, well, it's quite funny. I've had people here in France asking me, where can we get the podcast? Really? So, you know, well, yeah, yeah, I've had people, I've mentioned to a few people. So, uh, you know, once, once, I said, we'll wait till we get hit two or three, once we get, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to start giving wait, it I out. I will send you people a link know who we are and what that we're doing. you can share, actually. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. As always, nice to speak to you again. Good to speak to you. Speak, speak soon. Speak soon, Uncle. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Take care.